for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and that was Heartless by Justine Blanchett. So we're sitting here with Justine Blanchett. How's it going today, Justine? Good. How about you? Doing well, doing well. It's a, it's a warm day here in Texas, but you know, it. I guess it's summer. That's what I signed up for, right? <laughs> oh, so for the people that are just kind of getting to meet you uh, and getting introduced to you for the first time, kind of give a brief overview of uh, who you are and kind of your background in uh, music. Sure. Um, so I grew up in a family of four kids. I'm the second. And um, we all learned to play at least one instrument growing up. And um, we were also homeschooled. So that gave us the opportunity to travel um a lot freely and um so my family and i would travel down the eastern um united states coast because mm -hmm. i'm from montreal and so it's right under us and um so those were really really fun because we got to go all the way to louisiana stop in tennessee nice. i got to stop in nashville and play at the bluebird cafe and all these things like that and um so those were extraordinary trips that um definitely showed us a lot about the world and now I travel back and forth to Tennessee quite a bit. So nice. <laughs> definitely helped. Um, awesome. And so I eventually got into singing um, at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. And I actually started in the opera genre and I was not doing country music at first. It's very, very different. Yeah. Um, I don't have any Italian roots at all. And so after a while, I was like, this is not me. I feel like a fraud and it's like, it's not, it's not what I do. Um, it's, it did feel right. So at the time when I was, I was, must've been 15, my, um, my singing teacher asked me, she was like, what's, what genre do you love? What do you want to do? So I was like, country music. I like, I love it so much. My mom played it around the house a lot growing up. And, um, you know, you turn on the radio in the United States and most stations are country music. And so, um, yeah, it was, it's been history since then. Cause then I started writing my own songs at that age and started releasing songs and that was it. Awesome. Awesome. So when your mom was playing country music and who, who was she playing? Like who were some of the regulars that were kind of in rotation consistently? Uh, Shania Twain was definitely up there. Um, Reba, uh, <laughs> Lady A back then Lady Annabellum. And so, <laughs> so yeah, just so many, so many country icons. Gotcha. Gotcha. And th those were, is it fair to say those are kind of the musicians that helped mold you as a country artist? Oh, definitely. And I mean, you can still like if you hear me perform and if I'm specifically doing Shania Twain songs, you can hear her influence in my voice already. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, cool, cool. So growing up in Montreal, obviously, music was just kind of all around you. Um, and you started in the opera genre. What was it about the opera genre that initially pulled you towards that? Um, so I don't think it was one specific thing. Um, mm -hmm. I know that at the time I had recently uh, been in the hospital um, 
for burst appendix. And so I was there for about three weeks and it was, it was very life threatening. And so when I left that, um, that phase of my life, I guess that little traumatic moment, it was kind of like, I want to do something and I kind of want to, I don't know, just, just try something. Mm. And at the time, uh, there was this, um, this little girl, she was like a year older than me. Um, and she had just won, I believe it was America's Got Talent singing yep. opera. And I was like, well, she can do it. I can do it. It's, <laughs> I was like, it's gotta be easy. Right. <laughs> um, and so I don't know, it was, a. I can't say that it was very well based in, um, into the proper technique and all that, which is mm -hmm. why I mean, like I, I was faking my way through it kind of deal. And um, yeah, it's just, I just wanted to try it. And eventually I was like, well, don't feel like it. And I, I did a lot of competitions. Mm -hmm. um, and so the kind of people I was around, I was like, they have Italian roots. They have Italian roots. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And from like listening to you speak about it, it seemed like it was something that you wanted to try, but weren't really, maybe weren't really passionate about, but you wanted to get into music somehow because that's what you were really passionate about was music. Definitely. And, and um, at that point, I mean, I started playing piano when I was four. So I was still very much in the music, whether it be singing, whether it be playing any instrument, I was in it already. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, might as well use it. And when I, you know, transitioned to country music, that's when guitar playing came in handy because I had done that already a little bit. And so, um, and everything I'd learned through playing piano for, in total, I think I played 13 years mm -hmm. of piano. And so with all of that knowledge, it's just, it just culminates to one thing where it helps for songwriting, it helps for, you know, for all yeah. those things and the theory and everything. Yeah, I knew there had to be a reason that a lot of musicians, that's like where they start, it's piano. Mm -hmm. yes. so, uh, that or guitar, like those seem to be the pretty too consistent. Um, yeah. So sure. kind of moving towards country, you kind of touched on the transition from opera to country there. Um, when did you start writing your own music? When did you start recording your own music? Was it all around the same time or... Um, I'd have to say it's kind of gradual because um, even when I was playing piano, I was still writing music. I just wasn't writing lyrics. Um, mm -hmm. And so that was that was always um, my thing. And I was always very focused on melody and loving creating melodies and creating things out of thin air. They're just original, right? Mm -hmm. And um, And so when I changed to country music the writing happened very very soon after i'd have to say within that same year mm -hmm. um so yeah when i was 15 i made that change and started writing and so um you know gradually the, the song releasing and, and and um recording part of it also kind of just happened all at once and it was this thing where i wrote a song and i was like that's good enough let's go record it and now i'm like that was awful i should not have done that <laughs> like who let me walk into a studio like that um but anyways it's part of development right mm -hmm. um yeah. yeah definitely definitely growing hey at least you were willing to go in there and take those chances and just kind of get the reps in i think that's a, a lot like yes i understand it's expensive to go into a studio and record music but you have mm -hmm. to get your reps in somehow like oh, for I, sure. you know there's very few musicians out there that the first song that they released was like 
the number one gold platinum, you know, like whatever it is, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it's very rare that that ever happens. So like just kind of getting those reps in and taking, uh, taking those chances. I, I applaud you for that. So thank you. Um, so kind of moving. So you're based out of Montreal. How often do you go back and forth to I'm guessing Nashville. You said Tennessee at the beginning, so but yeah, I'm guessing I'm Nashville. Definitely Nashville. Oh. Um, so I go back and forth. I've been going back and forth since uh, 2021, and um, I've been staying for a few months at a time. And so it's just like a couple months, and then back for a couple months, and then so definitely um, I don't feel tethered anywhere. It's a little mm -hmm. bit challenging, but that's yeah. okay. Um, and um, at the time that we're recording this, it's um, my visa papers have been filed. And so I'm hoping yes. to actually make the move and be able to be there for sure. Nice. That's awesome. There's, there's a lot of musicians that are trying to make that exact move where they're going, mm -hmm. coming from Canada, UK, Australia, you know, like wherever yeah. it is. And they're trying to make that move, which is really exciting for Nashville because they're going to get a bunch of new, well, I mean, I guess they, they're growing leaps and bounds as it is, but yes. you know, just uh -huh. the constant in. Yeah, with the constant inflow of fresh new faces and fresh new music is really cool. What keeps Nashville mm -hmm. kind of vibrant. So, um, so you have a new EP out. Um, kind of tell us the story of this EP. Yeah, so um, this EP I've been working on since I first started traveling to Nashville. So <laughs> for a whole two years. Um, and I didn't write any of the songs on this album but I was definitely able to I had the last word of course on picking the songs and how it happened is so when I first started traveling to Nashville I did not intend on recording it was kind of like first trip let's just see what it's like mm -hmm. um and then the opportunity I guess you could say came up and um with a producer I already knew um, we had talked earlier that year about working together and I was just not there yet, but me being in Nashville kind of just fixed that problem for me. And I was like, oh, I'm here. So, <laughs> um, and it kind of just time-wise it worked out really well. And so um, essentially we work by batches of three songs. And so we'll, mm -hmm. we'll source a playlist and then we'll look for, um, for three songs in there that we, we like and love and everything. Um, and so obviously there's five songs on the EP. And so it happened in two different batches, two different years, um, two different years of recording. So 2021, we recorded Hard to Love, Heartless and Waste the Weekend. And so those were our three uh, first songs. And um, I definitely knew that it, there was gonna be a little um, release cycle, meaning Hard to Love came out first, then we had Heartless and then the whole EP came. Um, and so that was already pretty set in my mind. Um, which was very interesting to see happen. And so the following year in 2022, um, we sourced three more songs, which actually came from um, the photographer that took all the pictures for the album. She's a songwriter and um, Kennedy wanted that. And so um, she was like, oh, well, you told me you were looking for, no for more songs for the EP. So here's, here's a playlist. And so um, a lot of the songs were really, really good on there. And so I, I struggled at finding the ones I wanted um but we ended up settling on cheap sunglasses don't ask me to dance and there was another one um another one that's not on the ep and so um it was just really interesting to see all those songs come together and then being kind of unified not not by accident but almost by accident if that makes sense mm -hmm. <laughs> just yeah. because it wasn't like i didn't have a set plan which i typically do but 
Um, yeah. I didn't have a set plan of like, I want this kind of song here, this kind of song there. But generally, generally I knew I wanted each song to have its own little flavor and its mm. own little style so that um, it could feel kind of feel, kind of feel like a salad and not just yeah. like a, you know, salad of songs and not like a whole, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm sure you know it's, what I mean. It's not a single, not, it, you wanted it to feel like a whole salad of songs, not just a carrot, like yeah exactly yeah. or okay. like a vanilla ice cream cone the whole time or yeah. something like that like different yeah. flavors i got you no worries oh so uh don't ask me to dance is the name of the ep how did you come up with the title for that song or for that uh, ep well, sorry right um so i knew what you meant it's <laughs> um i did i did not know the name of the ep or the order mm -hmm. of the songs for quite a while i was just mm -hmm. it was in my head and i was like i i don't know i guess it'll I will be inspired one of these days and it'll it'll make sense but just you know it took a while mm -hmm. and um so the title is also the um one of the songs on mm -hmm. the ep and so when i was going through the list i knew that hard to love and heartless were already out at the time mm -hmm. so i was like i can't name it that and i would never name an ep hard to i don't know like it just it yeah. sounded weird and i didn't want to name it my name either i didn't want yeah. to self-title it i was like who does that for a debut ep like that yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense to me and then um you know going through the last little bit of songs left i had cheap sunglasses don't ask me to dance or waste the weekend and i was like Phew. i would not name an ep cheap sunglasses so that's out um and at, at the time i was on the phone my publicist and we were kind of just going through that list and he was like don't ask me to dance sounds kind of cool and I was like, you know what? Yes, it does, because it kind of wraps up everything and, and mm. feels very, very close to who I am as a person and mm. my personality. So I was like, there we go. I didn't title it my name, but I titled it something very close to myself. So <laughs> that works for me. So we were, before the, we played the song, we were talking about the full EP, Don't Ask Me to Dance. How did you choose or why did you choose Hard to Love to kind of be that first representation of this uh, EP? That's a great question. Um, I think it came down to um, a discussion I had with my radio tracker. Mm. Um, and so at the time I had sent him Hard to Love, Heartless and, and Waste the Weekend. And I was like, which one should go to radio first? Like, what do you think? Um, and his thought was Hard to Love. Um, and my producer backed it up as well. And he thought Hard to Love was very um, close. It was closer to mainstream country music. And so it was a good introduction rather than hit radios with heartless, for example, that's a little mm. bit um, different from what you typically hear. And yeah. so that made sense to me, mostly because I my previous any releases they had done before hard to love went um, went back to like early 2021. So I'd taken over a year off of mm. releasing anything. So I was like, okay, that makes sense to release something that's a little closer to mainstream as a reintroduction. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so you brought up that that like the year vac the year break from releasing music mm -hmm. was that pandemic related? Was that inspiration related? Or it was definitely related to inspiration, but also mm -hmm. because after my previous song, which was. Um, called get out of the mud that one I wrote by myself and and, and the um, the reception was really really good and I had lots of fun in making that one and, and music video and everything but I also knew it was time for a different phase of my life at that point I had done eight singles 
mm. um, to about every year. And so I was like, I need to switch it up. A debut EP needs to hit the streams. And like, I'd had many, many comments from people saying like, oh, do you have like an EP? Do you have an album that you're selling? And I'm like, I got nothing. It's all on Spotify. And so, um, I don't know, it was just time for something different. And so once the EP started getting itself together, which took a while, um, mm -hmm. it just, it made sense to take that break. And, and I was also advised by my producer that it was okay to take a break and just be like mentally, just kind of disappear for a minute. Yeah. Um, um, and then come back with some great material. And so I was like, okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, fair enough. I try and do that at least once a year where I'll disappear for like two weeks just to kind of disconnect mm -hmm. because the line of work I'm in, I can't disappear for long or else, you know. Yeah. It's uh -huh. like, yeah. But um, so kind of moving forward, now that the EP is out, it, it's doing well, the reception, it's, it seems to be getting very good reception. What's kind of running through your mind as we approach the back half of the summer here? Um, well, there's a lot of things, obviously the, um, there's a lot more coming, more news coming up, um, about this EP and everything. And so I'm really excited to start rolling out that stuff and, and kind of mm -hmm. just, um, answering what people have been asking me this entire time. And so I'm like, okay, this is fine. Like I can actually give you something now because I have right. it. And so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of a relief and it's kind of nice. And so, um, the music video for Cheap Sunglasses is coming out um, on July 14th. And so that's just as exciting. And, and obviously there's going to be a bit of a downtime between this EP and everything coming out for this and the next stuff I'm releasing, mostly because I'm planning on moving to Nashville. Just lots of things are going to be happening that are not going to be related to releasing things primarily, mm -hmm. but it's going to be just the focus is going to sh shift just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. It seems like the rest of the summer is geared towards you putting yourself in a better position to pursue music and make music your full-time career. Oh, definitely. And, so, and the move to Nashville is exactly that for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so how often are you playing shows right now? Is that something you're doing pretty consistently or what? Um, so I can't say that there's very many opportunities here in Montreal and I actually live an hour north of Montreal so I'm a little in a little town yeah. <laughs> and um so not many opportunities to play and I I kind of wanted to take this summer to be with my family go see um extended family go do a lot of things and be with some friends before yeah. I moved to Nashville and start playing a lot yeah. more and so it was kind of like this quote unquote vacation but there's still so much happening with this release so yeah. that's that's kind of my summer right now. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so as we kind of wrap this up, one thing that we do with everybody that comes on the show is we like to pass on knowledge to the younger musicians that are sitting out there. So throughout your entire journey, musical journey, what's something you've learned that you wish you knew when you first got started? Oh, that's a good question. I guess um, there's something to be said about patience for sure. Like, for a long time, like I've been doing music going on 10 years now. Mm -hmm. So, and that includes the opera years. And so it's just been 10 years of being like, well, I, I'm doing this and we're kind of just seeing where it's going. We have goals, we have ideas of where we want it to be, but it kind of looks, every year it looks a little bit different to what I thought mm -hmm. it was gonna be. Some of it is great, some of it is not as great, but it's all about patience and, and readjusting your goals and expectations based on what's happening around you. and. And obviously chasing goals because you don't want to just be sitting 
back and waiting for things to happen because that won't happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, as we wrap this up, going to Nashville, what's your favorite what's your favorite non-touristy place to go to in Nashville? Ooh, great question. Oh my goodness. I feel like they're all touristy. <laughs> Hey, if it is, that's okay. I I usually ask that question because one of my least favorite things to do when I go new places is go to the tourist traps. Right, like, to look like I, a tourist. Yeah, like I want to go to the places that like, when I go to the Keys, I don't, when I go to the Florida Keys, I don't go to like the touristy places. I'll go to like the local bar and hang mm -hmm. out because it's just, a, yeah. it, the vibe is different, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Nashville has kind of that where um, restaurants were, either country music artists are more known to be there and you're not going to know that unless you've been in Nashville for a little bit and somebody told you mm -hmm. um but typically if it doesn't like if we're talking scenery wise mm -hmm. I love to go to Leaper's Fork um mm -hmm. the drive to Leaper's Fork is insane and it's a it's a little bit um south of Nashville okay. so it's it's between Franklin and and National okay. Franklin is gorgeous as well so you can go to Leaper's Fork and then wine and just finish in Franklin and then that is also kind of touristy, but it's got some cute stores for sure. Yeah. Is Leapers for is that in the mountains? Because I feel like I might have been there. Uh, it is not in the mountains. Okay. It's kind of just a, a little town that has a lot of history to it. To okay. it, but the mountains is definitely it's 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 like more right up in Knoxville. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because I used to drive through Nashville all the time. When because so I grew up in Chicago, and then gotcha. when I w left. Uh, left to go to school my parents moved to florida so whenever we had breaks i would drive to florida and i'd drive through nashville mm -hmm. all the time and i just remember this one little town buried away in the mountains and if you hit it just right it was either if you hit it just right during the sunrise or the sunset it would just set over the mountains and it was the most beautiful thing i've ever seen yeah. in my life so yeah well there is the leaper's fork bridge which is mm -hmm. a very very big bridge and, and the sunset there is insane mm -hmm. so yeah awesome be. Nice. Um, so for anybody that wants to check out your music, any, you know, just kind of stay up to date with everything that you got going on, uh, where, where's the best place to find you? Well, if you want to look me up on social media, my handle is Justine Blanchett Music. Um, but a lot of just if you want information or anything like that or contact info, it'll be on my website, JustineBlanchett.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Justine, it's been an absolute blast chatting with you. I really enjoyed the conversation and hopefully your trip or your move to Nashville becomes finalized. I know how much of a pain dealing with immigration mm -hmm. and all that stuff is. It could be. Uh, but once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. And we'll be right back after this musical break. <laughs> 